97.9 The Hill and Chapelboro.com present today's business with Sharon Hill. Listen as Sharon Hill discusses trending topics in today's business world with entrepreneurs and leaders in our community and what they're doing to provide innovation and guidance for success. Find this in all episodes at WCHL's website, Chapelboro.com. Now, today's business with Sharon Hill on 97.9 The Hill. So glad you could join us today. My guest is Mr. Michael LaRocca, who is the owner of MichaelEdits.com. Michael, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Pleasure. Thank you. MichaelEdits.com. Tell us, what is MichaelEdits.com? It is, I edit and proofread. I I can say anything in writing, and I want to stress writing, not video, not audio. And that would be true, but uh, these days I specialize in business blogs and books and brochures and so forth. Um, I just make sure that anything in writing is uh, correct. It's correct. Easy as that. Why did you start this business, Michael? Um, I have always been a reading junkie. I'm the the, the stereotype, the cereal box. I did that as a kid. (laughs) Stereo box. Yeah. And I started writing um, at age nine. I've just always been addicted to words. Um, But why specifically I got into it, this line of work, um, it, it was a fluke. I went to Hong Kong on vacation. And while I was there, I met Jan, who was teaching English, and I decided I would just stay in Hong Kong and be with Jan. Jan. Yeah. Um, yeah, She's from Australia, and she has taught English as a foreign language for over 30 years, and she was there teaching, and we met. Um, She was, in, in 98, she was the first foreigner to move into that building, and in 99, I was the second. And but when I moved there, I could not I was on a tourist visa, so I could not legally work in Hong Kong. Right. So I started editing novels for American publishers by Internet. Right. And it just grew into Michael edits. How did you get the word out that you were available to do these edits Uh, for um, Australia? Hong Kong. Yeah. I started by um, editing for my own publisher because I'm also a novelist. Ah. And and then um, I set up a website and really worked on Google and SEO and all that good stuff. It wasn't even Google back then. It was Alta Vista, I believe. Alta Vista. Yeah, but anyway. Uh, Yeah. So it was by Internet. Okay, and people just found you and just kicked off from there. Mm -hmm. All right, you were in Hong Kong. Yeah. Is English different? You mentioned Janice from Australia. Yes. We know there's difference in writing between Mm -hmm. all the English-speaking countries. Did you find that there were some controversies? For example, uh, color, C-L-O-U-R versus C-O-L-O-R. Did you find there Uh, were differences you had to deal with? um, Well, when I was editing, the publishers were and the authors were all located in America, Ah, so it was a problem. I did do some uh, work for an educational magazine, and yes, they used British English. Yes. Yeah, it wasn't that hard to get the to adjust my mind to the differences. Okay. Um, and I've, uh, I did some work, some transcription for the, the court system in Hong Kong and Singapore, and that was also British English. Uh, I'm, I'm comfortable with both. Just, just let me know which one you that want. That is so cool. All right. And you say you've written some, you're a published, published author yourself? Yes. How many um, books have you written? Um, I have just finished read, writing my 17th. So the other 16 are all published. Um, are all published. Uh-huh. I started with the uh, small presses because um, I cross genre lines. I'm all over the place. And they just don't, the big publishers just wouldn't know how to market me. So I've always been with the small presses. I've always ensured they provide free editing because every author needs an editor. I'm Amen, gonna, brother. Amen. I'm repeating that. Every <laughs> author needs it. I'm married an English teacher. Every author needs an editor. So I went with the small presses who provide uh, free publishing or editing. And 
as those presses have closed, I've reissued my titles on Amazon using Create Space. Yes. Yeah, and they've been they've been edited. I want to say that again. Okay. Yes. I'm going to throw in a plug here. You said that every book needs to be audit- edited, and I'm going to say, since I'm also an author, it needs to be edited more than once. Yeah. Even when you say this is final, there's mm-hmm. always something in there. The importance of editing. That's why what you offer is a very valuable business, right? Yeah. Who are your ideal clients, Michael? These days, um, I have always liked, all right, if an author says, um, I've written one book, I've never written before, I'm never going to write again, sure, I'm happy to work with you. My ideal client writes on a regular basis. I mean, it can be a, a daily blog, a weekly newsletter, um, a public speaker who writes a book a year to sell out of the back of the room. I just... Um, I don't like doing sales. So if I can get an author who writes on a regular basis and hang on to them for five or 10 or even 15 years, I'm happy. Yeah, I believe that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I do like the business owners these days. Um, I'll edit a novel if I'm really in love with it. But if I'm not, I know other authors who would rather do novels. And I can say, not me, but Jess, not me, but Suzanne. And I'm I'm much happier that way than just saying, no, go away. Right. That's that's pain, right. Yeah. But my ideal is the business. Got it. Got it. Now, you mentioned when you were in Hong Kong, I asked you how you marketed. You told me Internet, Altavista. How do you market now? Yeah. um, Yeah. The first 12 years I was in business, I was living in Asia. It was Hong Kong, mainland China, Thailand, Vietnam. And so it was all by Internet. Um, Then I came back um, in 2011, back to North Carolina, which is where I'm from. Yay. Go Heels. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And um, oh, and I had been in back in the state two years when I realized I still have no customers in North Carolina. (laughs) This is silly. So, I mean, I joined the local chamber. I found networking groups and um, just letting, if I let people know I exist, that's enough, really. I I don't get in your face and say, you need editing, even though we all do. I'd rather find people who already know they need editing and they're looking for somebody and they don't have enough editing to hire a full-time employee. Ah. I spent the 90s as a full-time, uh, as an editing department for an R&D firm before I started my own company. Got it. Yeah. Was that local? Where, where was this? Uh, that was in Wilmington. In Wilmington. Wilmington, North Carolina. Got it. Eastern got it. Instruments, great place. <laughs> there we yeah. go. Engineers, brilliant people. They'd write this really cool, they invent cool stuff, write tech manuals, write spec sheets that only another engineer could understand. Thank you very much. And that is my background. I, I have an electronics degree. Oh, my goodness. So. Electronics degree. So you, you're both sides of your brain then because yeah. one side is technical. Don't think we need to have important writing. The other side says we need important mm-hmm. writing. So you use both yeah. sides of your brain. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, give us your contact information, please. Um, uh, the website is michaeledits.com. The email is michaeledits at michaeledits.com. Okay. The Twitter is twitter.com slash michaeledits. Facebook is facebook.com slash michaeledits. you got a common theme going here. <laughs> I'm noticing a pattern here, Michael. Yeah. LinkedIn <laughs> slash in slash michaeledits. You got it. Guy, <laughs> tell us that LinkedIn one more time to uh, Michael. Yeah, it is uh, linkedin.com LinkedIn.com. slash in slash Michael edits. Got it. Got it. So there's no way no one can find you online. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, on Instagram, I'm Mr. Proofreader. 
because somebody had the name I wanted. Everywhere else, I'm Michael Edits. Michael Edits. Yeah. M-I-C-H-A-E-L Edits. E-D-I-T-S. Yes. Got it. Michael, let's take a break, and when we come back, let's hear more about your fascinating business. <laughs> I love the study of English and English literature and grammar and everything you do. Let's take a break. Okay. Thank you. You're listening to WCHL 97.9 FM, 1360 AM. My guest today is Michael LaRocca, the owner of Michael edits.com. Please don't go away. We'll be right back. We now return to Today's Business with Sharon Hill on 97.9 The Hill. Today's Business, focusing on business, innovation, and success right here in the Chapel Hill Carborough community. Once again, your host, Sharon Hill. Thank you for staying with us. My guest today is Mr. Michael LaRocca, who is the owner of MichaelEdits.com. Michael, I assume there are other editors out there who might be considered competitors. What sets you apart from your competitors? Um, my biggest competitor is the unedited, unedited document. All right, let me, I just want to say that first. Okay. okay. Um, as I've been networking over the years, um, I've met so many people, so many people who say, I've never met anyone who does what you do before. My goodness. Yeah. So if I look at it that way, as far as um, local markets, I don't really have any competitors. I wish I had more, actually. But um, there are these nationwide, worldwide editing firms. And, in fact, when I was getting my business started and it was feast or famine, I have worked for my competitors, so I do know about that. Oh, my. Um, the biggest difference I find is you, you go to this competitor's website and you put in your job, and their software calculates a delivery time. It calculates a price. Then the editor logs on and picks which job he or she wants and is not permitted to talk directly with the author. There's oh. always this interface in the way. Um, the work's getting delegated. Much of what you pay doesn't go to your editor. Oh. What... Um, what sets me apart is it's called Michael Edits. You always get Michael. I'm not subcontracting this to anybody. If there's a disagreement about the editing, well, you're talking to me, the editor. It's me. It's only me. Um, the other thing that sets me apart is I've seen competitors say, we will read your document two times. We will read your document three times. I call them slackers. <laughs> I will read it as many times as it takes to make it perfect. Beautiful. I will edit it on the computer screen. I'll think it's perfect. I'll go away for a while. I'll come back to it. I'll see what I missed. Um, repeat as needed when I think it's really, really perfect. Yes. Then I print it and find what else I missed. Beautiful. I want to read it on paper and see nothing wrong. I don't care how many times I have to read it to get to that point. And then, like I say, the author is dealing directly with the editor, me, and yes. nobody else. That's and that, perfect. I mean, I think that sets me apart from, um, I'm not going to name them. But but you're absolutely right. Now that I recall, I've seen some of the programs that say we will edit it once or twice. And if you want it more than that, you have to pay for that. And you don't really talk to the editor, doesn't talk, talk to the writer. That's a good point. I hadn't thought mm -hmm. about yeah. that. Michael, what happens when you edit and you know all the rules, air quote, for editing? What if your client says, no, I prefer the way I wrote it the first time? How do you deal with, do you have those kinds of controversies in editing? Um. I don't actually have them that often because um, I've got maybe 15 or 20 authors who have sent me everything they've written for five years or more. And so we've gotten used to each other's different styles. Um, the way I work is someone will send me a Word document, Microsoft Word usually, 
And there is a feature in there called tracking. And I turn on the tracking, and every time I suggest a change, it is um, highlighted in red. You know, they've got the red strikethroughs and inserts. And then I send that file to the author. And the author can one by one click the accept button or the reject button, or they can click, the, if, if they need to, they can click ignore and then write to me and say, Michael, why did you suggest this? Uh-huh. And we discuss it together. Um, I mean, in the end, that's the author's name on the document that's published, not mine. So the author is always right, but we collaborate. We work together. And actually, when I moved to Hong Kong way back in 99, the first thing I did was um, I had written stuff through high school and college and so forth. And I ran that through the and I tried to publish it back then. That might have been the 70s and 80s. All right. And it was rejected. And whenever the publisher was nice enough to say, here's why we're rejecting it, I would just get an attitude and say, oh, you don't understand me. I'm the writer. And that's a good way not to reach your readership. Don't do that. Um, I mean, so I understand when you're the author and you're really married to that thing you wrote because you read. I know how that works. because um, And I'm still, when I'm the author, I always work with an editor. And I, I insist on the tracking. It was an editor who taught me about tracking because I'm a control freak. <laughs> but as long as I know everything, that's all right. And when I'm working with the authors, um, now there was a doctor in Thailand. I was living in Thailand and I was editing um, dissertations and um, medical reports written by the doctors over there for publishing in the, inter, in the peer review journals internationally. And they were writing in their second language. Um, and I was their editor. And my boss told, it was for Chiang Mai University, and my boss told me that he looks at the document, and he sees all the red ink, and he says, this must be a good edit. And then he clicks the accept all button oh, without no. even reviewing it. He said, it's good. Oh, no. oh, he, he was no. a giggling man. Oh, goodness. So some authors do that. I've had one author tell me I don't want to edit my editor, so for him I don't turn on the tracking. Right. But normally I turn on the tracking, and as the author knows every change I've suggested, and he or she doesn't always have to accept them all. Right. I was working with one yesterday who I know rejects some of my changes, and that doesn't matter. Because, you know, they're the author. I, mean, exactly. I like when you said their name is going to be down as the author on that yeah. book. So if they if they insist something be a certain way, mm-hmm. so be it. It's their book. Yeah. Michael, please give us your contact information again, please. Okay. The website is michaeledits.com. Um, the email is michaeledits at michaeledits.com. Mm-hmm. The Twitter is michaeledits. <laughs> Facebook, et cetera, they're all Michael Edits. Michael Edits, yeah. there we go. As long, as long as you know that and you go online, you can even Google Michael Edits. I'll be at the top. All right, that works mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have, we talk about charges. I'll give this the actual prices for charging. What is your algorithm for how you charge a client to edit a book? Okay, um, some editors charge by the hour and some charge by document length. I'm a document length person. Um I think that when you charge by the hour, it's, it's putting the focus in the wrong place. This is not an expense. It's an investment. Um, and when I start working on a document, I don't know how long it's going to take me to make it perfect. Um, and I do want it perfect. I don't want to stop, you know, because the meter's running and we've hit a certain—I right. mean, I want it perfect. Um, I mean, I do quote a price bef- before I do any work. I quote a price. It's a solid, firm price. You know what you're going to pay and how long it's going to take. Okay. But with that out of the way— it is, it is based on document length. Um, um, yeah, I th- and also, um, 
let's compare me. I started editing. Uh, well, I started in 91. I started Michael Edits in 99. And if we compare me to someone who's been in the business a year, I'm going to work faster. Should I be penalized for this by charging oh. by the hour? No. I mean, I can compensate by charging more per hour, but it's just kind right, of silly. Right. I'd rather charge by the word. Got it. So War and Peace is going to cost more than a blog, yeah. for example. <laughs> yeah. Michael, let's take another break. When we come back, let's hear some more about your business. Michael edits, okay? Yeah. Thank you. You're listening to WCHL. My guest today is Mr. Michael LaRocca, who is the owner of MichaelEdits.com. Please don't go away. We'll be right back. We now return to Today's Business with Sharon Hill on 97.9 The Hill. Today's Business, focusing on business, innovation, and success right here in the Chapel Hill Carborough community. Once again, your host, Sharon Hill. Back again. My guest today is Mr. Michael LaRocca, who is the owner of Michael Edits. Michael, when we cut off our, before our break, you were talking about your your pricing. Would you want to continue what you were saying, please? Yeah, I'm sure. Um, like I mentioned, I charge by length, not by um, hour. Now, when I, to be more specific on that, um, I open the document in Word, and Word will count how many words are in the document, and I have a certain price per word. Ah. Um, I mean, I used to quote per page, and then I'm not making this up. What my doctors in Thailand did is they would use a six-point font with um, no <laughs> margins, and so, you know, they're, they're trying to get that word count <laughs> down. I, no, that, yeah, page count down. Yes. I, I think just saying, you know, specifically price per word is more accurate. Um, yes. And it's, it's certainly easier for me. I can, or, or you, the author can quote the price without even talking to me. Yes. Um, my regular customers get a discount, but I do have a set price that's listed on the website. Okay, and it's good. A price, it's a price per word. Okay. Um, and that's how I determine the, the pricing. The pricing. Yeah. Now, my, my next question is, how, what is your turnaround time? Okay. Yeah, that, that's going to also vary based on the document. Um, I'm editing a lot of blog posts these days. Um, if I know it's coming, uh, always same day. I mean, it could be same hour if I know it's coming in. Um, in the case of book-length manuscripts, um, to, I, it'll always be two weeks or less. I'm, I'm kind of proud of how fast I turn things around while at the same time making sure the quality is there. The quality is number one. But, uh, yeah, it's a fast turnaround time. The blog posts are going to be the same day. And the book, it'll, it might be two weeks. It, um I just thought of one I did last year that was a bit longer, but generally it's going to be two weeks or less. About how many books do you have going at one time? Um, I only do one at a time. Um, <laughs> I mean, do you have clients, uh, you have 15 clients that say, Michael, don't you edit my book? Do you have to cut off uh, because you have uh, so many? All right. That, that, luckily, that hasn't happened. <laughs> um, okay. If there was a time when I was getting too much work um, and I was able to... Uh, in the worst case, I hired about five other employees, and then um, they edited the documents, and then I went behind them and made sure it was perfect. And there was one guy, I caught more mistakes than he did. So oh, my. Unfortunately, he didn't work for me anymore. Um, always, if I really take on too much work, my wife can bail me out. She's been teaching English for over 30 years. Oh, okay. So, I remember you said that. Yeah, that's, that's my last uh, safety net. I got my your wife. wife. Yeah. Thank you. But it generally isn't a problem. Got it. Give us your contact information, please, one more time. Okay. Um, the website is michaeledits.com. And so the email is michaeledits at michaeledits.com. Um, all the social media, michaeledits.com. 
So as long as we know Michael Edits, yeah, we Google can find me, you. Michael Edits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's all they really need to know. My last question is, what if someone were to say to you, well, I just rely on spell check? <laughs> that, I have worked with some authors who don't even do that much. It's a good start, but there's a lot spell check will not catch. You know, if, if you spell the word right, but it's not the words you wanted, it won't catch that. There's a lot it won't catch. Uh, um I always start by running the spell check, and I know when to agree with word and when to disagree with word, and that's always my starting point. Good. So I think every author should start with that and then get someone else to read it who's not the end reader. Right. Absolutely right. Yeah. Michael, our time is up. I wish you had more time. It's a fascinating topic to me. Thank you so much for coming in and speaking with us today. Yeah, thank you. Pleasure. My guest today has been Mr. Michael LaRocca, who is the owner of Michael Edits. That's our show for today. Thank you so much for listening. This is Sharon Hill. You've been listening to Today's Business with Sharon Hill on 97.9 The Hill. Remember, you can find this episode and all other episodes of Today's Business on our website, chapelboro.com. Join us again next week for the next edition of Today's Business on 97.9 The Hill.